0: This is the Sounding Board Podcast with Hachi and Damo. Thanks to Drinkwise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to drink wise. Good to have your company on the sounding board for Drinkwise. If you're choosing to drink, choose to drink wise. Tuesday morning, series eight, episode 30. Craig Hutchison, Damian Barrett with you. And Hutchie, you're fresh off an episode of Footy Classified, which I'll catch up with today. Good morning. Good morning to you, Damon. I feel for you. How's the
1: last three days been? Stressful? Stressful? Where are we going? Well. Awfully traumatic news for you last week, late last week, that Elon Musk plans to disarm the blocking <laughs> function on X. We're going there, are we? <laughs> and the 7,000 plus people you blocked for merely the slight suggestion that they disagree with you or have a different view of Hawthorne or an Eston fan or a North Melbourne fan or any of the other clubs you I think it's a, more than 7,000 yeah. it's, it's I think it's more. How are you going to cope in a no block world? <laughs>
0: You can mute, I think, in the new world, but he can't block. We do joke about the changes to to Twitter, and you know my views. If you don't want to be part of it, just get off it and stop talking about it. Is that where you're going to get to? This is going to pose a problem. Yep. <laughs> in all seriousness, are you?
1: Is there, are there ABC areas for you? Do you think you might need to exit the platform? As in the non-negotiables? Well, you, you're famously the most. I said last night when we were laughing after Footy Classified. I said there was a stubborn draft in Australia.
0: Oh, you... I'm taking you pick one or pick two.
1: I say you, on. Clarko. Let's just go back there. <laughs> I know what
0: happens in these post show yep. catch ups, and I'm, I'm part of them on a Wednesday. I've been part of them with you in the past on other platforms. So how did you bring my name up last night, please? Uh, we were talking. Someone was talking about stubbornness.
1: I said, oh, there's pick one in the draft, don't <laughs> And but then
0: what it's... you normally do? You then hold court and say to everyone, right, we're having a draft. I've got pick one. I'll take. Damien. Yep. And then you then make everyone around the table have a pick of the draft. Who else was on it, that list? I didn't get to that
1: last night. Oh, didn't it? No, of course not. But there wasn't a lot of people disagreeing with me, by the way. <laughs> so you've got, a, you've got two choices to make. A, leave the platform, or B, start to slowly unblock them. Slowly no, unblock them.
0: No, there's a third choice, I'll find a way. <laughs> <laughs> I'll in, I'll, anyway. I'll uh, recreate or um, I'll strengthen so the mute option. You haven't heard our
1: Gary V chat last week, which dropped late in the week. And you can watch it on YouTube, by the way, end to end, visually as well. I enjoyed that. He, really enjoyed that. He was he was a buyer of the Elon strategy, wasn't he? He wasn't emphatically behind it as one of the early investors in Twitter, but he was a
0: he indicated that he thinks go big or go home and it was worth a go. Tell me if I'm wrong. I, I, my memory of that part of our interview was that what he inherited or what he bought was, was effectively broken. I'm, I'm probably paraphrasing well, he said with pr- strength. There hadn't been changes for 13 years in Twitter.
1: Yeah. So it, it was worth a try. It was half a... Um, it was a half an interesting observation of the new head of to the new head of Twitter was the superstar NBC sales lead, right. Linda, who famously aggregated all the sales platforms, made it much easier for the advertisers to buy, like did an amazing job at NBC, but was denouncing at places like Twitter only six months ago now
0: as the CEO. So he made that point. He that did he's authentic and you can anyway. That's and and one more on Gary Vee before we move off Gary Vee. Um, I've now following Gary Vee oh, on, he, on the on the platform you he just go. to which you just referred. Wow. No, I, I love him. The on line. the back of this uh, interview we had and the way you were pumping it up for the six weeks in advance of it. But the reason I raise this today right here, right now, I did see a little offering on Twitter from Gary V after our interview. He's a walker and talker. Yeah, and he walks and talks, yeah. Now, I raise this, though, today, because you used to be a walker and talker, and and we've talked about this. My early walks and talks were inspired by Gary (laughs) (laughs) Vee. I didn't know that. But you, maybe four or five years ago, went through a phase- A walk and talk phase. Yeah. Yeah. And you'd be walking through an airport, either about to jump on a plane or just getting off one. Airports is mine. Yeah, you're an airport walker and talker. Yep. And you'd you'd hold your phone out of that awkward um, distance from your face and, and create this sort of drama around- Nice effect. I didn't mind it. I got a lot of content out of it. And then other times you'll you might just be waiting for a, an Uber to take you somewhere. I think about just, bringing back the airport walk and talk. I think you should. Yep. I I, I think you should because Gary <laughs> did a good one last week, and I would like you to do it. I'd I'd like you to commit. To one a week from here. Okay, you're on. <laughs> I like it. Um, good to see Damien Hardwick's not not burnt out, not jaded. I figured he'd be smashed. sitting on this. <laughs> oh, <laughs> go back to round 10, Hutchie. He's done. He's finished. He, he, he almost couldn't get out of bed that morning. I'm, I'm done. Hey, coaching. I've had enough. 90 days later, six what was, year deal. What was it 13 Fresh Yeah, it was round 10 was the completion of the yep. Richmond time, and we've just completed round 23 with a buy in between. So 14. Weeks and it was 90 days basically, not 90 days, I think, to the week or to the day, even yep. from, from, from going from the comatose so, state and I'm putting that in inverted commas to, to where he was yesterday. Never been more excited about being part of an AFL coaching system. So, you're, you're a famous cynic. So, let me ask you the i so, question. So what, I'm stubborn, yep,
1: <laughs> cynical, yeah, you, yeah, you are. No, I say it with love and affection, love and affection, <laughs> yeah, you are what you are. The is it possible that in the off season? like some time before this season started, towards the end of last season, Christmas, whatever, there was a conversation that went down between Damien, perhaps Paul Connors, perhaps the sons that said, you know, Damien's got a genuine interest in this job. How we manufactured that would need to be precise. We would have to see how the season started. If Richmond were a bit off the boil early, then that perhaps creates an opportunity to have the mature conversation with him. If they're playing well early, well then that's not gonna mm. not gonna fly. We'd have to pick our mark about round 8, nine, ten. I reckon you guys are going to have to pay for a flight to Europe as part of this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. We're for gonna for have to, the optics. We're going to have to set up us coming in to interrupt that holiday. Because that just...
0: I'm not entirely buying the crazy of the Milan trip, by the way. I was so, going to say, yeah. before you go any further, c- can you present this as your opinion as opposed to posing it as a question? I'm only being... Uh, no, no, t- no, no. I have t- an opinion. i being opinion. tongue-in-cheek. No, because but- that is my opinion on the whole thing. Do you think the Sun's paid for that trip? <laughs> I hadn't even thought about that, but hang as a, on. As a cynic.
1: <laughs> well, hang on. <laughs> I, this, I don't. This is but... new
0: layers of cynicism that I, I haven't, I'm I actually don't. annoyed I haven't thought of. Because if they have, where's that fit under the soft cap? But if you were going- Hang on, hang on. that's a soft cap story. That's a breach of yeah, no, code. that's why it didn't happen. Oh, okay. I hadn't
1: thought of that. But just, what I will say, well, it, it, it does feel a bit too neatly packaged inside ninety no, days. I
0: mean, like you hit all the right cues, hit yeah. the right dates of the retirements, yeah. the trips were well planned in and out. Like it was well, even to the point where, hang on, I'll, I'll make the call first, so I'll exit my job at Richmond to give you a good clean air, couple of weeks runway to then do what you've got to do with your coach, Stuart. You, that's all part of it. I don't think it was. I, I think no, the, it had to be in that order. Yeah. It had to be in that order. I suspect. The- if your cynical yeah. theory's right, and I'm yeah. leaning toward that. So none of those, like the
1: Suns didn't pay for the trip. I'm being cheeky. None of those things happened. But what, what I reckon did happen. was, <laughs> that's, was that's the Caro stole. Throw it out there and then say, no, 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 I'm not saying this. I'll, I was just trying to create a bit of mirth with you. But what I reckon probably happened was there was a casual conversation in the off season. You know, I, that that's what happens in player world, right? 12 months, 18 months out. Hey, we, how do you reckon this would go down? If his management's not doing that, they're not doing... Their job, are they? On behalf well, of Well, know. the Suns would be – if they got one year to go of Stuart you and they're uncertain, they, they would have to be covered in the market. No, well, they did have two years to go, if you recall. Oh, yeah. But that's the other thing.
0: But they only had a six-month exit, didn't they? So it's an yeah, essence. Oh, yeah, well, you know my views on that. So it's it's fascinating. If and... those conversations happen – and I'm of the view they did too, Hutchie – How does then both Tim Taranto and Jacob Hopper, players from another club this time last year, weighing up their futures, where am I going to play next year and in the future, being wooed by Damien Hardwick and others to come to the Tigers? Now, before I ask you that question, I also know, and I'll factor in, they're big boys. They're 25, 26, 27-year-olds or thereabouts, and they've signed big deals on good money, and they've chosen to. So that's their lot. But the, that doesn't marry up, does it? Come and sell the dream to come and play with us. I disagree, and I'm going to bail. You can only like. I'm sure Damien into the season with a lot of uncertainty. There
1: was a world going into the into the season where he stays at Richmond longer. Depends how they go early. I think he can only be as true to his employer on the day that he works to, and until the other offers and, until until he's not right in front of him. So his job is to exhaust that team, that list, that possibility, that future until the other offers. And there so in front he's of entirely him. going to sell the long term dream to either of those players. He absolutely is. So get, get back to the Italy trip, can you? What, what you were saying there? <laughs> no, I love. First of all, it's a great result for the Suns. Yep. I don't think they've ever had a really good coach. To be fair, they've finally got an elite coach. Yep. Proven coach, three premierships. His tone yesterday was fascinating. So, a lot of people, and I was a keen student of how he played it. A lot of people t- either take pressure off, or this will take time, or it's not about this year. You got the, that's more of the Brad Scott approach, right? Is um, we're not as good as everyone thinks. Buy me some time. We're going to reinvent this place. He went in. He, he, that was an offensive start to an AFL coaching career at a press conference as I think I've ever seen. Like he he went eighty percent of the teams here. Use the premiership. We're going to top up a bit here and there, but they're here. Use the premiership word. We think we can win very soon. And and I, I can't wait to be part of the first premiership, which I think is not too far away. Like that—that is mm. rare language from a team that's finished no
0: or twelfth and no better than ninth or tenth in its eleven-year history. It no, hasn't got to ninth or tenth, and in fact, it's never finished in in single figures, and has never won more than yep. ten games in a year. And didn't seek to say to the players, "You're not as good as you think you are,"
1: or, "You know, we've got to mm. make some changes around here." He was like why haven't you guys been any, any better than you have? It was really, it was almost it was almost a backhand of the previous coaching group hmm. if you took it that way.
0: And as always with footy clubs, they make, uh, you know, they, they carry on and they commit to yep. one certain person and everyone's all in on that person until they then think, no, nah, we need for our own benefit to remove this person. So Stuart Jew is removed and everyone stays. So what we've done is just remove Stuart Jew and in, insert well, does. Damien Hardwick and everyone else is still there. Yeah, it does. It does preserve jobs when you bring a new coach in. You've always said that.
1: Because stability then becomes a factor. Even if you've already
0: removed people in the past in, in those positions? Yeah, I mean, it was
1: it was a real move for Mark Evans. Like, any vulnerability around his job is out the window. So that's, I think it was a real move. The president being more um, <laughs> visible, I thought it was good. He intrigues me, that bloke. Yeah, I reckon they played it well, though. They All serious aside, to get on a plane, to go and get the deal done, uh, well done to both of them, to Bob and to, to Mark, and... It's interesting the West Coast haven't shown as much dare at their end as the Suns have, isn't
0: it? The Is West that, Coast statement that, yesterday was bizarre. That was bizarre.
1: Uh, Do I mean, you remember we, we had
0: a meeting and then we released a statement saying we had a meeting but we've got nothing to tell you. Yep. Because the the, the photographers from the West Australian were out the front of the the chairman's house. That was the yep. reason the story got public. Yep. Do you think that Adam did
1: the right thing by winning that game in the end by the club?
0: Well, We've already talked more footy on this Very show today. uncomfortable conversation for people to have. There was a, a comment directed straight at either you or Nathan Buckley post match. And, and I haven't asked for this, Jane, but we might actually insert this post what I'm about to say, oh, The taking, yeah. The taking. So, yep. Adam Simpson, somehow, as coach of West Coast Eagles. I love that beat the Western Bulldogs on the weekend just gone to put them in a world of hurt and to take West Coast, to your point, off the bottom of the ladder up into the second last position, presenting to North Melbourne, as equally big a rabble as West Coast, the number one pick for the third consecutive year in the National Draft. Yeah, yeah we tried to tank that the last three minutes. It didn't work. Kept <laughs> on saying kick
1: it the other way and play equalised game, but no, nah, look it was um, credit to the
0: players. They were really disappointed last week, so to respond the way they did... It's been a heavy couple of weeks, and they're yeah, really proud of the place. Now Hutchie, that reference to taking is is directed right at you between the eyes, and the other one, the other shot that he fired in it is also directed at uh, Nathan Buckley. That that for, for him to be thinking of you post match well, a lot of rubbish, don't I? I feel like is you. I like, extraordinary. I like your you theater. accuse him
1: of taking. Since I've been a bit satirical today, you've gone the same way. The so hang on, hang on, you know it was directed at you. No, I don't think it was directed at me at all. You were the I, only
0: one who said thank you. But I'm prepared
1: to be drawn on it. So this is what footy clubs were talking about yesterday around town, right? Don't hide behind footy clubs. Hold your own view. Is it the right thing for him to do to win that game in the circumstance? Or when they get close to winning the game, should he manage the game to make sure they lost to get the prize in Harley? Like direction?
0: you accused him of doing two weeks earlier against Essendon.
1: No, I didn't think he did everything in his power to win on that, on that day. Don't hide
0: behind footy I clubs. think on Saturday he What did, do you
1: think? Well okay, I'll tell you. On on the game against Essendon, I don't think if that's a game on the line to make the finals that he did everything last absolute possible angle to win the game. And I think that was the right decision on the day. On Saturday, I'm certain he did everything he could to win the game. So the question becomes And is that the right decision on
0: that day? Well that's my that's my question to you. Would you <laughs> what, rather, What's your opinion on would that? You the win? Opinion? Would what, you rather? What's your opinion? What's your opinion? You've, you've moved away from having an opinion on this show. What's yep. your opinion? Would you rather the win or would you rather Harley Reid? Hutchie, I, I say this seriously. You'd rather the win? i rather the win. Yep. because Because you can't convince your own players that you're doing the right thing if they if they have got a line of sight on what you may be doing by way of being cute with a result. And, and I'm massive on that. And you know I have. I, the whole yep. Melbourne debacle of 10, 12, whatever it was years ago, that pushed that football club back further despite getting access to the numbers one and two picks. Yep. So, so I understand that point, and I think, and, and I'm strong on that. I'm not saying that just to be
1: a point of difference here. 80 percent of the football public would probably agree with you on that. That'd be about an 80 20 your way, mm. I reckon. If he'd sub Jeremy McGovern off at three quarter time, say this guy's been body's been through a lot, he's played his hard out, he's got a couple of knocks today. We're going to sub him at three quarter time. I'm not sure anyone's the wiser, and they don't win that game with it. He's he was the they would have had to play with it until in the last quarter as a defender. McGovern was influencing the game like no other.
0: But again, are you saying, and because you keep hiding behind yep. clubs telling you this and posing questions as opposed to just presenting an opinion, yep. which I try and do, are you saying that winning sabotaged that club and he did so knowing that he's not there next year?
1: That's a re- Well, it's a reasonable question to ask is if he... Felt certain he was the coach next year. Does he
0: behave exactly the same way on the day? Like, what is in the? Like, I'm not going to say I know Adam Simpson yeah. real well. I, I don't. I know him well enough to, to feel I know the how he's wired. I'd be staggered, Archie, and I'm not here to sort of try and get a rise out of you. I'd be staggered if he ever thought to to be cute with an outcome. I, I really would be. But that's why the rules are wrong. Oh, that's another conversation. Well, or no, it's this
1: conversation. So he is damned if he does and damned if he doesn't on that day. If they win, he costs them a once-in-a-lifetime chance at a precocious kid that everyone's Oh, with. we
0: talk about that, but who knows? He might not. He might be a bust. That's true. He might be a bust. He wouldn't be the first. So if he if he
1: loses, they get Harley. If he wins, there's a degree of self-preservation. He's doing the right thing integrity-wise, and there's a degree of self-preservation to a role he may or may not be fighting for. That's an impossible spot to be put in, don't you think? And that's why the rules need to change on the bottom four. Then it's going to be a lottery system or similar. For the then, f- First time this year i felt the lottery system is the way to go. Yep. Yeah. And then and then it's Saturday, it's the same. So there's, there's I've never felt that until this year. This weekend feels worse. Like the Suns have got nothing to play for. They've got a new coach to come. And North Melbourne, they can't cannot win that game. They can't. Well, they couldn't anyway, if they tried to. Well, I reckon their form's been Decent. Yeah, but they've, they, been, they've but been. They taking, don't win. They've been they taking better teams to five, six. They games. don't win. They've got sixty-two games. Goals out of Larky. Cecil's having yeah. a good. But they've lost season. twenty in a row, Hachi. So let me ask you the question to a North
0: Melbourne fan. If they're 10 points up 10 minutes in the last quarter, are you worried? I would I would rather them try and win the game. And I'm, and I'm really? Abs- actually, oh. Because I've never ever solved this, this Messiah complex about the number one pick. I, I think it creates problems. North Melbourne will have for the third year in a row, forget this question you just asked me, for the third year in a row, the number one pick in the draft. It hasn't got two number ones on their list. They couldn't hold the one they kept and they traded out last year's number one pick. So... They might end up with one, two, and Sanders, the way it's looking. Yeah, and and, and Port Adelaide's pick from losing the number one,
1: Jason Horn Francis. And if they end up with one and two, and they've already got Sheasel and Warlaw in the door, yeah. and LDU a little bit older, they can re they can set up a but generational y- you run. You say
0: that, but it's either one or two,
1: or two or three.
0: And, and what's the big difference in, in the way you want to
1: plan? Well, it depends on your view of Harley Reid, but some people would say that it's a significant difference. Some people would say. Yeah. I'm just saying it's time for industry to have a much more mature conversation about it. We all hide around
0: yeah, we do. people's integrity. It's nothing to do with that. It's actually- Well, it is. You're going to the core of integrity by posing those questions as questions, not your opinion. Well, who is, who is Adam Simpson responsible to? His footy club
1: or his own sense of integrity? His footy club. Footy club. Yeah. Footy club. Well, he, well, I'll tell you what his footy club would be saying in the in the in the no, but would they
0: be saying it? 100% they But would. I would argue that winning you, the game is better for the footy club. Do you reckon the North Melbourne footy club are sitting around this weekend saying- no, we really hope we win. North uh, Melbourne gets to celebrate losses, Hutchie, and that's what they it's, do. The
1: system puts undue um, responsibility on the coaches to make decisions that could be argued either way or in the best interest otherwise of the club. And it's not about Adam Simpson's integrity. It's not about Alistair Clarkson's integrity. They are all men of incredible integrity. It is about having a mature conversation. People talk about behind closed doors. No one wants to talk about it out
0: no. in public. Well, Hudson, go back when the Gillan McLaughlin sat in front of the media and said uh, Melbourne did not tank, then didn't have a definition of tanking and fined them an exorbitant amount of money for doing whatever it was they did despite yep. not being tanking. Now, and stood down officials. Now, now the other argument is those that did try and manipulate results a little bit, it
1: didn't work for them. They it doesn't work. Melbourne didn't work. And I get the counter-argument. Yeah. What I'm saying is, yeah, yeah. let's have a mature conversation. Yeah, no, I, I don't. I can't believe we talked footy today. Yeah, you I know.
0: How long have we been going? And We normally oh, bar it. But yeah, anyway, you know. yeah. We've talked the walk and talk. Uh, we? Did, Sources.
1: Um, did Tom pa- Papley acknowledge your- uh... <laughs> He did. So his podcast is back? Yes.
0: I'm glad it is. And before was, you go, was compromise part, in the end? Was there a responsible gambling message inserted in the podcast? I'm assuming so. Before you go any further, yep. I just want to back over this. My raising of this issue was a firm crack, and you know it was, and, and you know what was, at, at the Tom Sydney Papley. Swans. Not, and Tom Papley knows this too because Tom Papley's now in on the attempted humour behind all of it because he Get around me purple, he said in his video. Well, Jane's, Jane's got it cut up for us today. New segment on the early crow this week, question of the week. Stole this segment from uh, a show that's given me, a a podcast that's given me a bit of grief over the last couple of weeks. Look, nearly as much grief as uh, Brad Shepherd used to give me. Uh, join in and get around me purple. <laughs> <laughs> That's your nickname on the uh, M's, of course. I love Tom Papley, and you yep. know I do. And I was having a crack at the Sydney Swans for, for their hypocrisy around gambling and, and taking the anti-gambling oh, money in New South in Wales. Wales. Yep. No, I this I'm,
1: as... I'm glad the podcast is back because he's oh, very too, good at what he does. I was never at hey, Tom Papley. I did. And, and at
0: Tom, I hope it goes really well. You know, on this and we will get around you on this podcast. We are keen eyes on the verity. Well, you are. Well, I introduced verity to this conversation, but you've embraced it. It's it's become yours. So, are you the original verity? I told you it was called verity. Oh, it doesn't matter. Anyway, I I, I, (laughs) I was the one who told you they had a ranking system inside the Herald Sun, but you you keep going. The foodgate situation on the Sunday Footy Show, which you're part of. No, I'm not actually.
1: Um, About eight weeks ago, I I told you that Tom Brown weirdly had become the Verity king of the... Which I still don't believe, but you've got reason to... And you've since seen how he surfaced on uh, homepage above the fold. Is he still referred to as chief footy reporter? Now, about a month ago, I said to you that Tony Jones... You did. ...was veriting through the Richter scale. (laughs) I've almost got an affinity now for the algorithm, I reckon. Have You can see it coming a mile away. And to the point where... What you guys on the Sunday Footy Show laugh about or a tongue-in-cheek about in the first segment is now taken
0: and, and written really... almost verbatim yep. without the context of mirth around it. come every single Monday afternoon. It's republished word for word without context, and all you need is just one hook or one word, and
1: Nathan Brown, to his credit, delivered it with the sooks up. on the So, <laughs> so Foodgate, chompers, sooks up after food court footage, and- the story goes on to say that the, the vision last week was banned from being played. I think you said on the show, which is what made them think it was true. Don't know if that is or isn't. I don't know if it's true. But but the sook's up. And I think Brownie did say it sook's up. So what yeah. is there, is there a tension there behind the... As a former alumni host myself, <laughs> yeah. at, at very much at risk of being clickbaited myself weighing in on this, so I don't want to. I don't want to get involved. But you're you're at the middle of the action. What's happening? <laughs> and why has Tony become so publicly fascinating?
0: Well, you, for thirty years, people didn't find him as fascinating as they do now. I'll answer what you asked me, but you tell me what this algorithm is now uh, spitting out when it comes to to hit Tony TJ being a, a key part of it. Look, Hachi, no one knows live TV better than you. You have moments, don't you? There are moments where you know you're pushing a line, you're about to cross over it, and Sometimes you cross over it. Now, you never know that moment until the moment's there, and it's sometimes gone. You cross the line, do you feel? No, I'm not referring even to this issue, but I'm just saying regularly on that show, we go to each other, and it's not easy. You were part of it too. When you started What Caught My Eye, you were still there then when What Caught My Eye started. I sat out of What Caught My Eye until about two or three years ago because I used to be in my own head a serious news journalist who couldn't partake in such uh, mirth. Um, That's right. I forgot that. I refused to. You refused to. How how many years did you refuse to participate for? Way too long. Although, again, that was where I was at that point in time, Barty. But now now I'm part of it. But you know what it's like. And when it comes on you, you've just got to cop it. And, And the best part about me being in the broadcast, I feel, has been the triple M engagement that I've had with people there because they drummed out of that don't take yourself too seriously from day one. And the Sunday footy show equally does that too. And when your time is up and you've copped it more than anyone I know, you've just got to cop it, don't you? Is that fair to say? You've just got to cop it. Well, that's sort of how I approach things, but yeah. not not everyone's built that way. And TJ cops it better than anyone. TJ, I would think, if you want to divvy up the panel, I reckon TJ cops it more than all of us. And he has
1: an ability to laugh at himself, does he? Most times. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so, what was the reference to Sooks up after the food court? I was disappointed to read that. Didn't you read it? Didn't you click on it? No, actually, I, in all seriousness. You didn't click. I didn't need to I saw the segment. Um, that, that first segment is my favourite. I don't miss the 10 or 1028. 29. You watch that live? every Most every week. And I, and I generally get mediocre and yeah. maybe one or two other things on the Twitter feed. Yep. Um, well, sometimes we're a bit late to post. you TikTok man. Sunday was, didn't post till about 12.05. Oh, really? But uh, the first segment I generally watch live and I find it entertaining. So that's tongue-in-cheek. But it is clickbaiting. So it's an interesting trend what is going on in digital media,
0: isn't it? The things like that are becoming high clickbait. Wow. For one outlet it is. Yep. You can just watch the show and, and realise there's a context to it if you wanted to. You could actually just do that, 10 o'clock Sunday mornings. Herald Sun, it's time. Calls for Dan to resign
1: after shock drop in polls. Calls are mounting for Dan to resign after shock decline in the week's polls. It comes as sources reveal <laughs> the Premier's popularity is also sliding in some labour circles. There you go. And $380 million for the Com Games.
0: Oh, yeah. Saturday morning trash. What did you make of that? Well, it was time to take the trash. I did write this time down. Was it? Was it because our listeners uh, alerted us to this? It was it taking out the trash. Was it as early as seven thirty on? It was. Jane's nodding. It was early yep. as seven thirty on Saturday morning when that announcement was that the Victorian government has had to pay uh, three hundred and sixty million to not run the Commonwealth Games with for which he'd bid for some years earlier, adding to the the multi billions of dollars to not build a certain uh, road link that it was committed to. Also, you know what's. You know, your
1: cynicism is starting to wash off on me, <laughs> like as Eddie Jones would say. I need, I need to go and wash it off. Your cynicism is washing off because this is, what ha- this is what happened to me on Saturday morning. I saw the the trash come out early. Yep. On the three hundred and eighty. Yep. Such an odd number, three hundred and eighty. I thought, what's the what's the hook in the three hundred and eighty? And my head went to. I wonder if that's US dollars or pounds, and they've just announced it in Australia as the Australian numbers. So I got to the calculator. Yeah. I started converting three eighty yeah. against the US dollar so in the two, pound. Two fifty US and, or thereabouts. No, it was the other. It's uh, and I thought, I thought it might have been three hundred eighty million US dollars or pounds, which is either five hundred or seven hundred and fifty respectively. And then I went back to the release and it had AUD in it, so they were already predicting
0: okay. the cynics among us, right? <laughs> <laughs> so then I realised I'm becoming new. And, and outside of the taking the trash, are you raising the Herald Sun saying he's in trouble again for the 48th time? Or... Well, what's hard to know
1: is, what's really hard to know because of the continual coverage. So that, so I read the Herald Sun, not the age, not for not, no particular reason. If I see an interesting story on the age, I'll, I'll go through and read it. But I'm a more of a habitual Herald Sun person like you. Because they've been so ruthless on him, it's now really hard to tell. What's news. With Dan, where he does really sit. So, like, is he really dropping the polls? My
0: instinct says he is, but I I don't – you get um... – well, The only true gauge judge is the last state election, and he came back pretty strongly Did, uh, despite everything. It's hard to imagine he, he goes again at the next election, don't you think? Well, well you've, already, you've already said on this show that he's committed yeah,
1: tonight. although I think you well, he... said he would have been gone by now. No, but... he won't He won't go again, I'm pretty sure. The other Herald something I liked, <laughs> which you sent around on the WhatsApp. Did I? What are you referring to? Did the journalist leave it the- Oh, yes, I did. <laughs> in the Nat Bass story. <laughs> I'll let you set this up. Sometimes when you, write, when you file a story for the newspapers yep. as a journo, you leave in commentary in your story for the sub-editors because you, you fear the sub-editors. Sub-editors hack away at your story. They change things. They drop a line you really want in. So yep. when you file your story, you yep. need to stress to them sometimes.
0: Yeah. If you're going to change anything, don't change this yep. or- and in the old days, in the old Herald Sun system, you could actually be put it on notes. Yeah. So there was no chance that even if something went wrong that it would end up in copy. You'd actually leave it in notes, but you'd have this pretty stern message or strong message to, to please leave this quote in exactly <laughs> or, or leave this line in. But I don't know whether what happens these days, is a lot of email going around and other, other ways of um, distributing. AI well, there's AI's
1: coming now too. Well, that's silly. Yeah.
0: yeah, so at the bottom end of a, a story about Nat Natalie uh breaking up with her partner, Cameron McGlinchy, right at the very bottom of it was this. This is the very last paragraph or very last line in a story about that marriage breakup. Please keep this line, Colin. Watch this space. <laughs> so the... So, so the I, instructions to the editor have been left in the story. Now, Alice Costa loves using that phrase, doesn't she? She absolutely Watch this space? Watch this space. Yeah. It's, it's on the bottom of, of most of her that stories. That should be the name of the whole column. It's, yep. And, yep. And I remember when I first picked up on Alice using that phrase was when many, many years ago now, she was writing about a senior AFL official jumping fences and being seen in the house he shouldn't have been seen in and a married person. And, and I just kept reading these stories for weeks on Antarchy about this senior AFL person. And I kept seeing at the bottom of each... Notation and story about it. Watch this space, watch this space. I kept watching and I never got to find out who it was or even if there was a 1% possibility of the story being true. Did you remember that? But please keep the line. Watch this space. Watch this space. Yeah. Yep. yep. Anyway. Um, while we're on newspapers, Hutchie, the age. Now, Peter Ryan is one of my favourite journalists and he's one of the best people, I think, in journalism. does sound good for Peter. No, no. He's got nothing to do with Peter. Uh wrote a very good article, as every article he writes, insufficient so, evidence, can the AFL's score review system be better? No, I'm, I'm using this article as a way to talk about this topic, and yep. this is the attribution of sources in print. Now, we've had a lot of fun with this over the journey, impeccable sources, people in the know, but there's a now trend, and I would say now policy in the age for any reference to a source to be explained in a lot of so detail. So where's this being driven from? Is it been driven from the editors? Saying yes, it is, yeah, yeah. I can tell you it has been. And it's also been Oh, you've driven, got the inside mail on this. It's also been you've driven- You've got well-placed sources. I've got very well-placed sources in this space, actually, impeccable even. Um, it's been driven from a lot of litigation that is a regular part of a, a media outlet's world. And, the lawyers and, are saying- the lawyers- are telling the editors. And let's just tr- put the line here through. Obviously, the, the Ben Robert Smith case, there's a lot of money uh, at stake it never here. never crossed my mind. That's a smart pickup by you. There's a lot of money at stake here. You can, also that all go makes to, sense. you can also go to, if you want to use a footy example, the Adelaide camp where the age, remember? If you remember, they apologised for a story despite the story being right. Yep. And and, and part of all of that apology was a legal Yep. settlement, legal payout of sorts attached to the contents of copy. So what I've noticed when it comes to the this ex- is a great pickup expansion of such issues is we referenced it last week and, and one of our listeners sent in last week, there were three attributions to a source last week on a John Sylvester story. Now, John Sylvester has been able to and deserves to be able to in my eyes write and say whatever he wants to say without the need. Now, this is just my take on all of this, without the need to continually explain where he's getting information from. He, he has survived for a long time. He's the best at, he, at, at his caper that there's ever been when it comes to breaking news the way he chooses to break it. But Peter Ryan, too, equally. When I see Peter Ryan's byline, Hutchie, I'm reading the word, every word after that, and I'm believing it. That, that's just me with the way I consume Peter Ryan's work. But in a long story, and it's a very good story, um, there are one, two, three, four, five examples of referencing to a source. Now here, here we just go, a couple of examples. One industry source who was not authorised to speak publicly said, "Yep." and then they, then they said that. Here's another reference. Two sources, but with knowledge of the broadcaster's relationship with the AFL, who spoke on the condition of anonymity because they were not authorised to speak publicly, said the league had, then they went into the statement. So that, that's a multi-layered explanation. Here's another one. But three sources who spoke on the condition of anonymity because they weren't authorised to speak publicly. I'll I'll just finish it off, just for the sake of this conversation. Two more references in a a long article, in a very good article. According to three industry sources with knowledge of the issues surrounding the score review who were not authorised to speak publicly on the matter. And one more. As one club official, comma, who wanted to speak anonymously because they were talking about umpiring decisions, told this masthead. Now, if I'm reading a Peter Ryan article, as a consumer and someone who, who knows and trusts Peter Ryan, I don't need all those layers to his nor, information. Nor has he written that originally, right? That's, that's been subbed in by editors or lawyers or both, right? Mm. Or he's been coached to say... you well, oh, might have been coached. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't spoken to Peter. I've, I've chosen were, not to because I don't, I don't want him to be the reason we're talking about this. So I'm raising this... this You've used this... him as exhibit A of your argument. Correct. Of the age... It is creeping into the age dialogue. I had
1: not even contemplated for a minute the the legal side of this that you picked up on. Hmm. So you think that that's legalese to try and cover and provide more tracks and context and more defendable
0: positions? Yes. Yep. Yes, I do. I do. And if it's not, I'm happy for to, to report next week on this show what it is. But... What, it's, what it's doing is taking the, the largely unnoticed amount of unsourced attribution stories hmm. and putting it up in lights, isn't it? It is. It is. I think it detracts from it. I mean, it's a comment piece. I mean, it's, it's the way it's presented in the headline: insufficient evidence. Can the yep. AFL's score review system be better? Question mark. Now, to me, that's already presenting as an opinion anyway. I, I, I don't yep. have. I don't see any alarm bells coming off that. If Peter Ryan, the experienced and outstanding journalist Peter Ryan, wants to then write about that, I'm interested in Peter Ryan's opinion on that. Yep. Yeah. Anyway. Hey, I mentioned. Uh,
1: I mentioned Eddie Jones. I loved his press conference on the way through the airport. He's
0: either losing the plot, or he's got the greatest plan for Australian Rugby Union and I've ever when seen. When I
1: heard his answers, which I thought were just so so awesome, I assumed you were there. I thought you were one of the journalists because when he talked about the negativity, and you've got anything oh, positive yeah, to yeah. ask, yeah, good idea. Let's, you. let's it. tell me out there, sounding board family, if you were listening to this, here's Eddie's responses to the journalists. Tell me you didn't think for a minute that Damo was there on the doorstop. So if you haven't got any positive to say, don't ask, please. And I know you blokes think we can't do any good, so so don't ask any questions, boys. Just be be the pessimist you are. Keep Australian rugby where it's been. Keep it where it's been. Complain about players that that don't get selected. Keep doing about that because it's fantastic because we love it. And what, what I've asked Jane for, Damo, is any time you start getting into these areas with me, I just want to hit the Any Jones button from here on. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be able to just play that, Grab.
0: trust me, yeah. my, my, my yeah. um, traits and skill set in, in the cynicism elements of life, yeah. a, a lot of it has been derived from working with and around you. Trust me. We need to go and wash it off. Yeah, trust me. <laughs> I, it's a protection mechanism for myself and others I, rep, I claim to represent. Yeah. Um, Couple to finish? Couple to finish. How do you reckon your wildcard card theories going these days, Hutchie? How do you yeah. reckon that look if, if you had Essendon, who's coming off a 126 point loss last week, playing against Western Bulldogs in what you would have had as a wild card game? Yeah, I love this. Who just lost to West Coast. So, Essendon, Essendon losing 126 points to GWS yep. and Western Bulldogs losing to the 18th place team. Both outside the eight right now, under your wildcard system you've been banging on about for 10 years, you would have those two teams playing off this week gee, in an isolated game. Ho- gee, I was hoping
1: you'd ask me this. I really was. No, you weren't. Now because, you try to fumble your way through it. Because cause and effect, it's, you, you are one of those people who cannot see something until it happens, right? <laughs> you have no vision. What I think would have happened is this, in this, in this we are talking about this particular season, so you're right, this weekend would have been Sydney versus Essendon and the Giants versus Bulldogs, which, by the way, even in their current state of play, the Bulldogs and the Bombers, is still a whole lot more entertaining weekend for me than no footy at all on the weekend after next. So I'll defend that every day of the week. I don't feel that this season gets to this point with fatigue from 10 through 13, if the carrot is as dangled as, as wildly as it would be in a wildcard system. The Bombers, I don't think... Have played this season out to their absolute zest because they have never felt they could get to eight. And they've checked out. There's an element of um unintended Archie, subliminal. They had North Melbourne and Bomerus. West Coast twice each. If the if the Crows are aiming for tenth rather than eighth, are they making different decisions? Are Richmond behaving differently? No, no, no
0: they, they just they just couldn't handle big moments, the Crows.
1: In a ten in a in a season down to ten rather than eight does Damien Harwood quit at round nine? I don't
0: think he does. Yes, there's he does. He does because of, he was going to the Gold Coast. We've there's a whole that.
1: bunch of things that have long taken as much risk as they have in the way they've been trying to reinvent themselves versus just try and land nine on ten and call that a decent season. There's, there's a whole bunch of things that happened in the lead up to now. Oh, right. Se- okay. We don't just drop the wild card oh, on, the, on today's oh, seven, right. eight, nine, ten. Oh,
0: I wasn't aware of that. Okay. So that's your mind, right? You it's not working, mate. And, and where it's a pick You would have been better off just to go, yeah, not not a great. I would take just say not a great year for me to present this as an example. I would take Sydney versus the the Bombers and the Giants
1: versus the Bulldogs next week and twice on Sundays. Just concede ahead just, of no footy on the
0: weekend. Just, just say two thousand and twenty three. It wouldn't have been a good year for the wildcard. I disagree. I disagree. All right. Well, I was hoping you'd raise it because I no, know you, know you weren't because you were hoping you didn't have to explain what you tried were they to explain. good times. Happy are those who have not seen and yet still believe. <laughs> How's it go? Is, that, is, that, is going. that the right quote?
1: Happy are those who have never seen and yet still believe.
0: What uh, scripture is that from? It's from uh, Matthew. It's from the book of Demo. <laughs> It might be right for all I know, but I, I, the, the fact that I look across at you right now and I know that you don't know if you've nailed that or not, and and, and having come off not nailing your wildcard angle, I, I'm, I'm glad we've gone this long. Now, we should get to question John 2029, 20, is that right? Yep. Is it? Keep going. Yeah, it's
1: John 2029.
0: 20, On the sounding board, it's our question of the week for Drinkwise. If you're choosing to drink, choose to drink wise.
1: Just before you get to that, from the book of John verse 2029... 20, Jesus told him, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet believed, yet have believed. So that's pretty close. I reckon that might be a good sounding board t-shirt like Steve
0: Austin 316 style. I reckon we're going to introduce a new segment, Hutchie's Bible Readings. What came to that? Your lack of... Lack no, of... That's, that was your only way out of this stupid wildcard idea. Oh, that's one of my favourite moments ever on the sounding board. John 2029. 20, you go to the Bible to get yourself out yes. of the flawed argument. Yeah. Um, Damo,
1: right. Damo 2029 20, says, I just whipped your... Yeah, yeah, anyway. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: All right, a here nod, we go. nod to the WWE fans out there. Um, look, we haven't touched... We talked a bit of footy on this uh, podcast today, but we normally don't, but we might as well continue with it. Uh, Mark McColl on email. Why did Gil McLaughlin front the media and not Andrew Dillon on Sunday? And Gill says he would take full responsibility. How? No bonus payment and at the end of the year for Gill, <laughs> I'd imagine Mark McColl asking that question is a Adelaide Crow supporter. If I'm a Crow supporter, I'm pretty ropeable this week. I think he felt happened. strongly about it, felt for them and wanted to own it. So I, I think it was fair enough. Yeah, I think the way they handled yep. it um, post the actual debacle of the night itself um, was, was blueprint how to handle it. You, you admit it was a wrong outcome. Yep. You say sorry. You then have ramifications for the person who made the decision and... You do commit, although how that looks you don't yet know, to trying to improve the situation going forward. You also highlight the fact that it was a procedural error, not a technology issue. That might be in dispute, actually, by the way, with some people's lens on it, but I don't think they could have handled it better from after the moment it happened. Fair enough.
1: That's been the sounding board, Dana. We are out of time yep. for DrinkWise. If you're choosing to drink, if you're choosing to not believe, choose to drink wise. Mm-hmm.
0: Thanks for listening to The Sounding Board Podcast with Hutchie and Damo. Tune in for questions tomorrow and to send a question to the boys, email the sounding Board at sen.com.au, follow the show on Twitter at SoundingboardEP, and like the Facebook page. It's all thanks to DrinkWise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to DrinkWise.